This happened when I was really young, on a military base. All my life, I had thought it was just a weird and terrifying reoccurring dream, until I mentioned it to my parents when I was a teenager, and they admitted it was completely real. They just didn't want to tell me this at the time because they didn't think it would matter for me to know the truth. I was playing on a playground as my older sister was around nearby, but not playing with me. There was an officer's son by me though, and he started somewhat being nice. I remember him looking at me really close in the face and getting a big smile before he says, You have really pretty eyes. Now little me is super happy and says thank you, that's nice of you. Probably some vague compliment back. He was only a few years older than me by the looks of it, and neither of us were older than ten. He grabs a blunt stick that was laying next to us and pins me to the ground and starts trying to gouge my eyes out within seconds and it's at this point I'm just stupidly staring at him confused and worried. I've never encountered violence like this in my life and before I know it the kid is holding my scrawny ass down and talking about how he's going to physically take my eyes away from me. It's then I start panicking because can you have even taken eyes away from people? My sister shoves him off me and gets me to run with her away from him to our house. There wasn't anything we felt we could do when we told our parents, because again it's the officer's son. When I'm a teen and this is all coming to light, they tell me they did talk to the officer. They told him what his son did was terrible and they didn't want to happen again, but the dad was pretty entitled about it and we just ended up not going out to play much anymore until that kid moved away. Little psychopath grown up, please let's not meet. You left me many nightmares. I hope this fits here. This happened when I was around 12. By that time my parents got divorced and I lived with my mother, who had some pretty wild theories about my father. One day we went to the bookstore with my two brothers. I already knew which book I wanted to get, so I was the first one to get and buy my book. I then asked my mom if I can go to the car already. She gave me the keys and I went to our car parked right outside the bookstore in a little parking spot. The parking spot wasn't visible from the main street, since I was a little covered by trees and bushes. I got into the car and started reading my book. About maybe five minutes later, a nice car rolled up and next to ours and a man in a nice suit got out. I kind of ignored him, but I can hear that he was on his phone with someone. I heard little pieces of the conversation, but the things I still remember him saying are, yes, I got the candy, and of course, he's sitting right next to me. At that point, I got a little scared because... He was standing on my side of the car door, next to me, and there was no one else in his car or even on the parking lot. I don't remember if I locked the doors or not, but after a few minutes he hung up and turned to me. Do you want some sweets? Open the door and I can give you some. He held up a pack of something, maybe gummy bears or something, I don't remember exactly. No, I'm fine, thank you. Are you sure? He didn't try to enter forcefully and he sounded pretty nice and polite. 
I think at that point, my mom got out of the bookstore, because he left pretty much instantly. My mom didn't see any of what had happened and asked me the regular, Everything okay? I told her what had just happened, and she was shocked. But other than that, I never saw him again or had anything like this happen. As a college student who frequents home, my parents are kind enough to pay for my gym membership. For me, while I'm home on break so I can keep my workout routine, I'm training for an OCR in May and have been working out for some time now to build muscle. The gym I go to, I have had no problems with in the past. Everyone is generally friendly and helpful and minds their business. Today was different and my gut feeling confirmed this. I was doing a pool day routine when a guy bumped into me and I thought he needed to use the cable I was finishing using. I said he could use it and went over to my next set by the free weights. He was wandering around the gym making eye contact with me and trying to get my attention. I kept him in my sights but didn't instigate him at all and just minded my business. What freaked me out was that I didn't see him touch one weight or put on his headphones and when I caught him staring he never looked away. I was considering asking someone nearby to watch him to see if he was staring, but I decided against that. My gut still told me that something was wrong. The whole time I was texting my brother about this dude, who I now noticed was obviously watching me at this point and following me. He was also watching other girls too, not only me. But there were only about five girls in this gym, and three of which were in the younger ages, including me. I went to the functional fitness area and was going to do my last set and sure enough, this guy followed me in there and looked around like he was going to do something, but didn't touch one weight. I was the only female in that area. I went to the far corner and pretended to take pictures of myself flexing then got him in my camera's view so I could document it. After I started taking pictures, he started coming closer. I grabbed my stuff and booked it out of there, into the woman's locker room. He tried to get my attention as I was leaving, but I kept walking. I texted my brother and said, he's fucking following me. As soon as I got into the bathroom, my brother called and said he was on his way. He knew the guys working the front desk and said he would talk to them for me. He also wanted to chew this dude out, obviously. By the time he got there, the two other younger girls were also talking to the manager, saying they had the same thing happen. They were in the woman's locker room while I called my brother in a panic. The manager said something that freaked me out. This, this was the second time this has happened this week. Not with the same guy, but scary nonetheless. Not only that, but the guy had sat down in the waiting area by the front doors, which is on the other side of the front desk. Woman's bathroom is right behind the front desk area and behind the cardio desk for a solid 10 minutes before he got up and left. I feel like he was waiting for me to come out. The manager said the guy had been in the gym before, to train with someone who worked there, but then he stopped going for some reason. One of my theories was that he was new and didn't know where to start. He wasn't a super built guy, but he obviously had been there before. There was also a possibility that he may have had a social disability, but as far as I know, my gut told me there's something very wrong about the situation and from the way he looked at me and followed me. Even as someone who is strong and getting stronger by the day, 
it's not hard for me to make someone feel in danger in these situations. To those of you who frequently go to the gym, make sure you're aware of your surroundings at all times. I'm a 22-year-old female, used to do DoorDash on the side for some extra cash. This was in the summer of 2018 when it was a little bit newer, at least in my town it was. Since then I think they've made a lot of changes, but at the time it was a little unorganized. If you don't know what DoorDash is, it's like a food delivery service typically for restaurants that don't deliver. I think McDonald's, etc. Anyways, the one night I was doing deliveries all day. I decided to do my last delivery around 10pm. So I got an order and, and the person wants a medium cheese and pepperoni pizza and a loaded potato wedges from a pizzeria nearby. I was kind of wondering why they'd order from a pizzeria that delivers, but I figured it was because this place was notorious for taking forever when you order out for delivery. I accepted the order and headed to the pizzeria. I got there and picked up the pizza, confirmed on the app that I'd picked everything up and was on my way. The app notified me that the special instructions that the customer asked for, which was for me to call them when I was outside, okay, nothing unusual there. Lots of people ask that so they can come out to me. I get to their address and it's downtown. It's a larger apartment building and it's completely pitch black. And I instantly get an eerie feeling. So I pull up to the curb, stay in the car. Hell no, I wasn't about to go near that building and call the number. Luckily DoorDash has this thing that hides your actual phone number. It rings a couple times and then this really creepy woman's voice comes on the line and says, we can't get to the phone right now. We're a little tied up. And then creepily giggles. Meanwhile, the entire time in the background, there's another woman screaming, and I mean screaming for help and for her life. It even got louder as if the creepy woman was purposely putting the screaming woman on the phone. I instantly hung up and drove off real quick, not even knowing which direction to go. Luckily, there was a super populated restaurant a couple blocks away, and I pulled into the parking lot and pulled up the app. I was worried about getting in trouble for not being able to deliver the order, so I contacted DoorDash Help Center and they told me I had to wait 15 minutes to see if they'd call me or message me about their food. Well, they never called and thank God for that. I was sitting there in the parking lot of the restaurant telling my mom about it and we agree that it was probably a prank, but that just in case it isn't, I need to call the police. So I called the non-emergency number and tell them everything. The police tell me they're going to do a wellness check and actually thank me for calling them about it. I went home and nothing ever came of it, but I still think about that from time to time. I did get a free pizza and potato wedges though, so that's pretty cool. Creepy lady in the apartment, let's not meet. And to the lady screaming, I hope you're safe and okay. This is a super long story and it happened to me about 7 years ago. So when I was 16 I was dating a guy who was just a little older. We'll call him Mitch. My parents never let us hang out alone. But to my surprise I let him come on a family camping trip with us. I think because it was a kind of special occasion, since the camping season was ending. 
and also the site we were going to had been kind of a tradition for us. But this season when it closed, it would never again reopen for camping, because people ruined it by dumping trash and trespassing nearby properties. Anyway, so my dad, mom, Mitch, and I were all going camping. Mitch and I have our own tent. My parents have theirs, and have an amazing first day there. We went on Friday morning and planned to stay through Sunday night. Mitch and I spent the day walking along paths, catching lizards, swimming, exploring, and talking about creepy pastas that involve the woods. At some point, we were exploring and realizing that we were near properties, maybe two to three cabins, about four miles down the dirt road from our campsite. Later that night, my parents made a big fire, and we were eating burgers. My parents were drinking, and Mitch and I were trying to make s'mores while also trying to pretend we weren't terrified after talking about creepy pastas all day long. I'm in the middle of trying to explain the rake to my sloshed parents, and Mitch gasps, because there's a guy walking down the road from the direction of the cabins. Again, it was like four miles away. So we're all kind of quiet, and my dad calls out to the guy, something like, Hey, how's it going? And the guy doesn't say anything back. My dad called again, yelling, Are you camping? We have this spot reserved. Not in like a mean way, just trying to get the guy to respond. The guy still doesn't say anything until he's like right up to our campsite, which was weird as hell, because it looked like two minutes of silent walking to get to us after we first called out to him. He comes up closer to us and is like, Hey there folks, I just like walking around. Sometimes I'd take a walk down by the cabin, see if anyone's camping. So this guy sits down and talks to my parents for a while. My parents are super drunk and I think they've been smoking pot all day. I don't know at this time, but when I was older they told me that they were big potheads my whole childhood. Because they were surprisingly chill with this strange man appearing and were very friendly. They all talked about what a shame it was that the camping season was ending and how terrible it was that the campsite was closing, etc. Mitch and I whispered back and forth, and we were talking about how weird this guy was, how weird it was that he walked this far, didn't talk at first, and just invited himself to our campsite. Then we started noticing other things. Mitch pointed out that the guy's zipper was down, and he had some lengthy cargo shorts on, his boxers were like poking out. And then I pointed that in this entire interaction, the guy had been here maybe 10 to 15 minutes now talking to my parents. He hadn't even acknowledged us with a single word, despite sitting across from the fire from us and constantly looking at us. Then we both started to notice how this guy was mimicking my parents. He went from being sober to acting like he was drunk. He started slurring his words, getting a bit wobbly, laughing which sounded very strained and being louder. Mitch and I were so freaked out. We had actually been talking about creepypastas all day, and then this encounter felt like a creepypasta. The guy had kept acting stranger and stranger, and there was no way of saying anything to my parents without him hearing. Mitch and I stood up and walked a few feet behind us, over to the cooler to pretend to get some stuff out to make hot dogs. As soon as we'd backed off a few feet, 
the guy switched the conversation to talk about us. He asked my parents if this was a double date, and they explained I was their kid and Mitch was my boyfriend. He asked how old we were, and they told him. I was 16 and he was 18. He asked if we were good kids, and they said yeah. Then he asked, well, where are they going to go sleep tonight? I froze and I looked at Mitch, who had reached out and squeezed the fuck out of my forearm in fear, and was staring at me wide-eyed. To my drunk, maybe high parents, this question didn't seem weird enough for them to even pause. The guy was still pretending to be drunk, and he was playing it pretty well up to this point, nearly falling off the tote that he was sitting on. My parents were like, laughing. We got them their own tent. The guy said something like, Oh, that's awful nice of you. That'll be an experience for them. I can't explain it, but the way he said it was so sexual. I think this is when my parents kind of clued into this weirdness. I looked at my mom, who looked kind of slack-jawed and uncomfortable, and was staring at me with a quizzical look. The guy kept talking to them, asking them, well, I see one tent, where's the other one? My dad was still talking to him, couldn't barely keep his eyes open at this point, he was so out of it. My dad mentioned towards my parents' tent and said that that was theirs, and then threw his arm back super exaggerated in the direction of our tent, really not very far at all, and was like, and theirs is way over there. The guy perked right up and actually stood up a bit and pointed to their tent and said, So, that's your tent. And my dad agreed. And their tent is in that direction? And my dad fucking agreed. At this point, I'm like shaking my head at my mom. And she looks pretty freaking sobered up. The guy kept talking to my dad about the tents and how he can't see Mitch and I's tent from there. It must have been pretty well hidden or very far away. That's so nice of my parents for letting us have some alone time, etc. Mitch and I say that we're going on a walk, and despite the woods being pitch black and us being creeped out, we go out walking down the trail, the trail the guy happened to come from. We get away far enough and not to hear them and could barely see the fire, and we pull out our phones to see if we have cell signal, and of course we don't. I'm being super dramatic and type out and send my friend a long message describing the situation, date, time, and description of the guy, and that I love her. And my phone gives me the message that it'll send it when it finds service. The whole time I type, I'm reading it out loud to Mitch, and he's telling me the stuff to add. We try to psych ourselves up and start walking back to the campfire. The guy is gone. But I thought maybe he was just peeing, so I whispered my mom asking where he is. Both my parents are like, he went back to his cabin a bit ago. He didn't pass you on the road? We're just like, what? We started really freaking out now that we feel safer now since he's gone and we can actually talk to my parents. And we start yelling a mile a minute at my parents how he didn't pass us about his fly being down and him acting drunk to match them about how he really pressed to know where we'd sleep that night. My mom agreed with us and said that she noticed it too, and it really freaked her out. My dad was pretty trashed, 
but said he got a really creepy feeling from the guy. Mitch and I stayed with them and talked about the guy and how freaked we were about for another hour. And then my parents wanted to go to bed. Mitch and I went and ran to our tent and hauled ass with the whole tent and all of the belongings in it getting thrown around and slid it right next to my parents' tent. We couldn't sleep all night long because every crunchy leaf made us think the guy was creeping up. No exciting camping sex we had that night, but at least we didn't get murdered. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for watching the video. I also want to give a special thanks to my two patrons, the Lizard Queen ASMR and Original Asherilla. You guys are awesome and I really appreciate it. Just for you two, I'll be donating all the butter that I use in the morning to gargle with to charity, even the used butter. Also, here's a, another voice impression as you guys enjoy them so very much. Bit, I already told you I can't do leg day. I'm in a wheelchair. Alright, good night, guys.